We are back. Oh, it's so good. I'm wrapping up. Oh, thank you. Just kill me. Kill me slowly and lovingly. There's I... one guy um, on YouTube who told me that uh, or who said commented and said that the uh, the butcher knife shtick is getting old. And he called me Crocodile Dundee. So for that guy, good eye, Mike. <laughs> Top of the morning to you. Kill your truth with our guy, Nate Jackson. Chad's not here. But the three of us getting together, Nate, is, is – uh... It's tricky. It's not easy, but I want to say, my gosh, you guys did such a great job without me. I, I felt a little cheated on, but it was, a, it was my, it was of my own doing for being ill. So I just want to say thank you for being, um, for being so awesome last week. Oh, no problem. It was our pleasure to hold down the kill you with truth brand. I just wonder though, were you cring like, were you cringing at all? Like, did we push the envelope? Did we make, did we bring uh bad juju to your name? Did we feel, did you, did you feel like, you know, like uh, I don't know, I don't. Hell no! Are you kidding? I love you guys. I'm proud as hell. Yeah. I, uh, I I sat. I listened. I laughed. I chortled. I blew my nose a thousand times. I, you know, was sucking on uh, cough drops in incessantly. Maybe a little bit more because you guys are so awesome. No, are you kidding me? You guys cool. are the freaking best. I love you guys like nobody's business. You know who doesn't love each other? <laughs> I know who you're going. Where you're going here? Sean and Russ. All right. Do you want to take a cycle? You want to take a football dive into that, or do you want to take a psychological dive into it? I'd rather take a psychological dive. Uh, Let's go. For, Let's go. We can take a football dive into it, but I think the psychological dive is uh, more interesting just because, like, you know, um, Sean Payton behaved on the sideline like my son does when I turn off Paw Patrol or when I tell him, he can't eat snacks for dinner. This guy had a temper tantrum. It was meltdown Marty. He was yelling at the refs. I told you, you heard me. You me. And then he turns and just sees Russ and he's just like, you can get it too, you know, and then he just yells at Russ. Now that series itself, what did Russ do wrong? It was three consecutive running plays. What did he do wrong? You know, uh, I, you want to go football? I mean, we can get we can talk about the football reasons behind. All it. right, so I'm throwing them both out there. So, um, so two plays, two running plays in which the court, the coach could try to challenge him, and he didn't. And then the 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 offsides penalty on Quinn Miners clearly not Russell Wilson's fault either. Um, it was a neutral zone infraction type of play, similar to the one the Kansas City Chiefs got flagged for hanging over the ball, and the refs are being sticklers. Why are they being sticklers? Because they don't like Sean Payton. Why don't they like Sean Payton? Because he does stuff like that. So it's a cyclical thing there, and uh, you're not going to get favorable calls, Sean, because of the reputation you have, in my opinion. All right, so bunch of stuff here. And, you know, the score is 28-7, and as we found out, what a miserable set of circumstances as all those games played out yesterday, Nate, like what else couldn't could go wrong for the Broncos? I mean, everything. I mean, even in that Browns um, Bears game, I mean, that dude yeah. had the ball mm -hmm. in his chest. You win Bears. And then, yeah. he, you know, he prisoned prison farm throat and knocks it away, then kicks it in the air. I mean, it was like, dude, the ball is. Can you imagine the ball lands in that guy's chest and he flubs it? That hurts the Broncos. The Texans winning hurts the Broncos. I mean, everything hurt the Broncos. It was it was crazy how many things hurt the Broncos yesterday. So now the Broncos find themselves in 11th place, Nate. 
11th. They they lose the tiebreaker against the Steelers because their uniforms aren't as cool. I don't know. It's one, <laughs> of, those, it's one of those deeper division, you know, who knows, whatever sort of things. So what I think we saw, well, Sean Keeler of the Denver Post said, Sean Payton waved the white flag, didn't throw the red challenge flag because he didn't challenge those two uh, runs that I thought were both touchdowns with um, uh, McLaughlin and with Javante Williams. Never mind that then you screwed something up. And my guess, Nate, is that there was some sort of communication. There was something that Russ was supposed to do that didn't get done that we don't know of. Like what? Like well, what? I have no idea. I have no idea. But I'm just going off the way. You just got to read through all of that body language, all the yell- yelling and screaming. And like the expression of Davis Webb, too. You know, Russ's whoopee. You know, his best buddy, the quarterback coach, who's he just looked tall. away. Well, he just looked away. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's as if, you know, that to me indicates, I like what you said about your kid. It, 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 can you imagine if you had two kids and one kid did something wrong and the other kid just sort of sat there like, wasn't me, yeah. something like that, yeah. while Russ just sat there and took it. Yeah. Look, that was a 12-play drive. That was a good drive. And and it and they got down there and should have scored a touchdown. And there was three consecutive running plays. I don't know how you're mad at Russell Wilson after that. I think that he was just pissed off in that moment. He was mad at the refs. Um, and then he looked over and there was Russell and and the frustration that he's not Drew Brees. You're not Drew. Why That's can't you it. be more like Drew? Why That's aren't you it. Drew Brees? You're That's not Drew it. Brees. You're Russell. Right. But you know what? And that's the real that's the real reason, isn't it, Nate? That's the real reason. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, they're down 21-0 at halftime. Okay, so the message he's delivering at halftime to the players is we have to play a perfect half to win this game. Okay, so we have to get the ball, go down and score a touchdown. We have to stop them, get the ball back, go down and score another touchdown, make it a one-score game, and then and then we can work from there. They weren't able to stop them on defense. So they, they held up their end of the bargain on offense. They went down and scored an opening drive touchdown, which was the first time they have done that all season long. The first points they put on the board in the opening drive of the second half all season long. So that was a good thing yep. for the Broncos. Um, but then the off the, the defense couldn't stop them, man. Um, and the Detroit Lions had established the running game. They were running 6.6 yards per carry. Okay. And when you do that, you run for almost seven yards on first down. That brings up second and three. What are you going to do on second and three? You're going to run it again? That's what we think. Nope, play action pass. Look at all the room behind you. You're getting gashed right off the bat. Okay, they ran, They both had 28 carries, both teams. The Broncos had 83 yards. The Detroit Lions had 185 yards. Ugh. That was the difference. Okay, Broncos defense caused zero turnovers. Um, Alex Singleton, only five tackles. He's second in the league in tackles, averaging over 10 per game, and only had five in that game. So to me, Alex Singleton's lack of activity – um, is indicative of where that defense was. Josie Jewell led the team in tackles, and the second leading tackle was Fabian Moreau, a corner. You don't want your corner to be up there either. No, so, no. <clears throat> so a lot of frustrations there for Sean Payton, but ultimately, yeah, the offense um, couldn't keep pace with that high-powered <laughs> Detroit offense led by a dude who used to be a player and was his assistant and to- and said this week, I learned everything I know about football from Sean Payton. And yeah. then he goes and kicks his ass on national TV. It was just all coming out in that moment. And I think Sean Payton in that moment realized the game was over. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's well said. And I think the ultimate frustration, like you said, is you're not Drew Brees. That's what he's really saying. And he was telling everybody, that's how I feel about this guy. 
you know, it's not my hump. He wasn't my guy. I'm going to tell you how much weight he lost, even though he doesn't want to. When they first got together, it's like, oh, Russ is wearing me out, you know, coming over to my dinner table when he's not invited over here. It's like, I don't like this guy. It's just not my guy. He never was my guy. And blah, 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 blah. So yeah. I think it's more about that. And then Russ just stood there and took it. Well, oh, yeah. no, 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 no. That's ridiculous, man. That I, if somebody comes at you like that on the sideline, even if it is your head coach, you, you, you might need to be separated. I think, but tell me other quarterbacks that would just sit there and take that from their head coach. Go ahead. Who, I mean, who, else, a, who else would just take it? Young quarterbacks would take it. He's not a young quarterback. He's a veteran. A veteran quarterback doesn't have to take that. He makes more money than Sean Payton, by the way. Yeah, that's you right. Know, you know what I mean? And so Russell has this thing where when he's under fire, whether these intense moments, he's like blank face, blank. No he shows, yeah, he shows no, no emotion. <laughs> right. And, ultimate, and ultimately, you know, I don't know how that plays in the locker room. To me, if I'm a player on the team and I see my quarterback show no emotion in a moment like that when the coach is losing his po poise, losing his control, yeah. that dichotomy is not good for a team. It's okay for a coach to have an emotional moment, but it has to be met with some resistance by your leader if it's, if it's out of bounds, which it was. And so if your leader, your quarterback leader, it, it doesn't meet it with any resistance and just takes it. There's just an imbalance there where Sean Payton is just the hothead, you know, tyrant and, and Russell Wilson is the subservient football robot who has nothing to say in a moment like that. And, um, and, 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 and his, his quarterback coach Davis Webb was not the only coach in the vicinity who just looked away and tried to right. pretend like it wasn't happening. There was that right. other old guy. I think it was, I don't know who he was, but there, these guys are afraid of Sean Payton. He's terrified. He, and uh, that's uh, there's a healthy dose of fear is good on a team. Like you know, you want to impress the guy, and you and you don't want to let him down because you're afraid of what he that you'll get cut or bench or whatever. But that kind of stuff, man, that was sad to see it. Can you imagine this relationship for the next couple of years? Um, I mean, look, if they can mend some fences, if they can talk about it, you know, if he can, Sean Payton can apologize, and Russell Wilson can maybe put his foot down a little bit and talk about, you know, how he feels about the situation. Perhaps one thing Sean Payton has done after his little blowups and stuff is shown a little bit of contrition about mm -hmm. the way it went down and the way it was received. He's very aware of this conversation right now. He's probably watching kill you with truth. He's like, yep, yep. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, look, listen, uh, none of your business, not my hump. Um, uh, but look, he knows that everyone's talking about it this I mean, look, you can't turn on ESPN without seeing it now. So he's right. going to have to apologize for it, address it, say his emotions got the best of him because they did. It wasn't about Russell. It was about him getting embarrassed on national TV by one of his former pupils, essentially, beating the crap out of him and, uh, and him watching it slip away. Yeah, the venom against Russell Wilson in that certain situation, it, it feels a little bit misplaced, except at the moment – unless you think about all the frustrations bubbling over for the entire season. Like I have no doubts that Sean Payton is very meticulous with game planning and what will work. I have no doubts about that. I really didn't know if Nathaniel Hackett knew what the hell was going on uh, out on the field, but, but I, I, I think Sean Payton is quite aware and why he didn't review or throw a challenge flag on either of those two runs. I really don't quite know. Um, but then again, there you are. You're right on the doorstep anyway. 
All you have to do is run one more play. And heck, I don't know. Even if you get stopped again, it could be fourth down eight and you could do it again if you really wanted to. So I, I think what you saw was a bunch of emotions. Not only that, why can't we just get this thing to work that we should make work? But again, the I don't want to deal with this guy. And, and that to me is, yeah, sure, you can sort of, you know, get over it, I suppose. And you can have a come to Jesus sort of conversation with each other. But I think what we found out in that one moment is that Russell Wilson is not Sean Payton's guy and is unlikely to be Sean Payton's guy in the future. So can you win seven to nine games? Sure, they're doing it right now, Nate. They sure are. And I'll be stunned if they don't win these next two games. I mean, stunned. That's how bad the Patriots and the Chargers are at right now. Um, but even 10 wins might not get you to the playoffs. And then really, what are we talking about here with somebody that you spent that much capital on with Russell Wilson? Nate, just getting to the playoffs, just getting 10 wins. It's not like he's getting younger or their relationship's going to be any better or Russell Wilson's going to be a different person. I don't think Sean Payton wants to coach football like this, like he's having to do. And so I think if you're going to keep Sean Payton, you better start thinking about what's next in terms of a quarterback. <laughs> so you're off your jumping ship right now off of Russell. Well, I don't think when I look at these other quarterbacks out there, Nate, I mean, does Russ stand out to you? Cool. Uh, I mean, no. Okay. Russell looks like the same guy that he always has physically. Doesn't he? I, yes, he does. Okay. So there is a brand of football and there's a way, I think, I, I mean, I, I, I'm not seeing a lot of physical decline from him. Uh, what I'm seeing is an offense that's just not moving the football very well. Now, is that Russell's fault or is that the coach's fault or is it other personnel? This is Sean Payton's first year here. You remember that. So you talk about him, Russell, not being his guy. Well, there's a bunch of guys on this team that aren't his guys either. Right. And very so, true. and so, Russell's not the only guy who didn't play great on Saturday night. A lot of guys didn't. Most guys didn't. It was pretty average by everyone. Whose fault is that? That's the coach's. <clears throat> That's the coach's right. fault when it, when they don't match the energy level of the, their opposition because the Lions looked like the more aggressive, fast, confident team out there, right? Yeah. That was not yeah. Russell Wilson's fault. That's your coaching staff who didn't prepare you to meet that moment. That's what I think. And so I think there is a, you know, an ego involved here with Sean Payton. And look, this is the first year. Maybe it gets better. Maybe it does get better. I think the these last three games do matter a lot when it comes to the question you're asking him about, and, and that's the future of Russell Wilson uh, here with the Broncos. Yeah. Well, I'm watching Hard Knocks with uh, the Miami Dolphins in season on HBO, and you're seeing what a real relationship should look like between a head coach and a quarterback with Mike McDaniel and Tua Tagovailoa. I mean, it's pretty obvious when you look around the league where relationships work and where relationships don't work. Um, and not everything is perfect, obviously. And and just because you're buddies and friends doesn't mean things are going to work out either. Um, but there needs to be some sort of balance of respect. And, and you need to, I do believe the coach and the quarterback at least need to be on some sort of same page with how they respect each other and what they're trying to do together as a team. And that's not what I saw. I saw a dad yelling at his kid about Paw Patrol. That's what I saw. <laughs> I, I, I didn't see mutual respect. And I saw Davis Webb, you know, looking off into the distance as if there was a, you know, a shiny light somewhere. Yeah. Rather than it would that have been a heck of a moment. 
if Davis Webb actually, you know, took a step towards Sean Payton no, and said, no, no, you know, no, 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 no. Davis Webb gets fired the next day if he does that. Davis Webb's 29 years old. He was brought here to be a yes man for Sean Payton and to be uh, the go-between there. Well, nobody, gonna... nobody stood up. Nobody got in that way. And, you know, well, you it did. was – it was you the just, yelling. It, it was the yelling, and then there was the look back glare. The, the yeah. Like, yeah, like is he talking about me? Is he? Is what you got something to say? You know, yeah, right, right. Like, um, what was what was that? What was the look back glare all about? Um, this is, is an angry man with a big ego that was being embarrassed and ha- and needed a scapegoat. It's not me. It's him. No, it's it is you here, Sean Payton. You know because you didn't challenge those two straight plays that might have been touchdowns. So it, it speaks to what you just mentioned. Who there does he listen to? Does he listen to anyone? Who's the guy up in the booth that has his ear that tells him when to challenge things? Because there should be that guy, right? Or, or oh, Sean Payton not even have that guy. Like no, they they've got those type of guys. Okay. Um, so, okay. So why is that guy not saying throw the red? flag and if he does is sean payton saying nope we're gonna punch this in nope uh we're gonna score here nope uh that's hubris that is hubris this is a team sport you have 25 coaches you have 53 players you have training you have all these people it has to be a collaboration you have to have people in there that you trust and i don't know if he has people around him that he trusts yet maybe he does feel a little isolated i mean he's talked about that in the seth wickersham piece about how he's just this rogue Act, like solitary actor who sits alone in his room and comes up with genius schemes. But like, where's the heart? Where's the connection? Where's the trust? You have to have trust in your quarterback and your quarterback has to trust you. And everyone has to trust each other out there. If you're going to, if you're going to win a game like that, against right. a team with that much at stake. Yeah. Where do you think this is going for the Broncos? Yeah. I mean, a learning experience. <laughs> Sean Payton will apologize to Russell Wilson. I promise R- really? You oh, really? Yeah. Apologize. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. In his own way, you know. All right. Whatever. Yeah, look, Russell, I, it, it was, yeah, you know, that kind of thing. That's what he's going to do. But he will. He will for the sake okay. of the team. I think he understands that th- this is the conversation. He's a very media conscious guy. Will he apologize to Russ and the rest of the team in front of the entire team as well? Meaning, like, I lost my cool. I can't yeah. do that. Yeah, I think he will. He has to. No, I don't think he'll in front of the team. He won't say that he he won't apologize to Russ necessarily in front of the team. Maybe he will. But I think it's important that he apologizes to them for losing his cool in general, because, okay. because I can't that. Yes, because after he did, the, the defense went on the field and laid down. It was over after that. That game was over. That next drive that the Lions had after that was like butter. They just cut right through him, another touchdown, and that was all she wrote. So you have to understand, like if I'm a player and I'm watching my coach melt down like that, yeah, that's a bad look. That's just a bad look. If my coach is losing his composure, why should I keep mine? You know, and so why do I if, if he thinks it's all over and he can't even control himself, then I guess it is fucking over. You know what I mean? And so I yeah. think he does yeah. need to address it with his team and then with Russell privately. And then if they do that, look, you can you can heal from these things. You can learn from these things. And they aren't mathematically eliminated. And if they do win the next three games, they could get in. You know, I mean, these teams that won yesterday could lose next week and then the yeah. Broncos are right back no. in it. So, yeah. so no, I, I don't think all is lost by any means. I think the Broncos are still in a pretty good position compared to where they were a couple months ago. So they should keep that in mind and get back to work and try to erase this taste out of their mouth. 
All right. Well, you get to, you know, you get the terrible Patriots who put up a little bit of a fight against Kansas City, uh, succumbed in the end. The Chargers, who, I mean, I, it doesn't get much more humiliating than what they went through against the Raiders. And then the Raiders, who, you know, they won't have, they won't be making the playoffs, but they seem to like Antonio Pierce. And yeah. I think that's going to be a tough battle no matter what. You know, I don't oh think they're going to, they're, they're going to lay down. Do you understand how excited the Raiders are going to be when their playoff hopes are dashed? Yeah. To be the to be the team yeah. to send the Broncos home and They're not fantastic. come out. That's yeah. the only thing that matters. That's going to be a very difficult game. But can't put, can't put the cart before the Bronco here. We got to uh, focus on the Patriots. All right, Nate. Uh, what's the best thing that you did over the weekend? Uh, I went to Jake Plummer's birthday party. How's Jake doing? He's doing great. One yeah. of my favorite guys. I wasn't invited. What uh, what what happens at a Jake Plummer birthday party? Well, what happens at a Jake Plummer birthday party stays at the Jake <laughs> Plummer birthday party. It stays in the yurt. That's where it stays. Um, but uh, all right, all right. How about this? How about this? Without you know throwing anybody under the bus, what was the most Jake Plummer esque type of moment at his birthday party what was what was unique to his birthday party maybe a gift or uh a cake that wasn't a cake or you know what was like a jake Plummer sort of thing at a birthday party i mean there was a big uh pot of mushroom soup on the stove it was delicious <laughs> all right we'll, we'll probably just wrap it up right there Good mushroom soup. Do you put anything in the mushroom soup? No, no, it was just delicious. And it wasn't like trippy mushroom soup like everyone thinks. It was just, no. just delicious soup. And it was had mushrooms in it. And it was freaking awesome. And I love uh, it. Uh, yeah. I, I love you. And then we went and danced Nick barefoot in a yurt. That's what I was looking for. Good day, mate. Kill you a truth. All right. Straight away. Pew.